Hello, everyone, and welcome to Just Say No podcast. I'm Kayla Winters, aka Coach Kayla Wynn. I utilize she, her, hers pronouns, and I'm here today with my baddie co-host. Thank you for that amazing shout out there. Hello, everyone. I am Kelly Winters. I also utilize she, her, hers pronouns. And we're so excited to have you back with us again for our next episode. We are using this platform today to introduce our amazing special guest and get into her journey of rejecting, seeking, and changing. Yes, we are. We're so excited. And along with that, we feel it is so important to acknowledge the privilege that Kelly and I both hold. As we move forward, we really want to do our best to reduce any forms of any cause of harm with our podcast as we explore a range of topics. Kelly and I are both white women born in America, come from a middle class single family home, We both have a college education, are in heteronormative relationships, utilize cisgender pronouns, are able-bodied, and neurotypical. Thank you, Kayla, for taking the time to address the privilege that we hold, especially as we dive deeper. We also want to take some time to hold space to acknowledge the stolen Native American land that we are recording this podcast on. We are located in Orange County, California, and these this region includes the Tongva, Juanino, and Luisino Native American tribes. Thank you so much, Kelly. And again, we want to remind you all that we have the intention to hold space for the acknowledgments at the beginning of each podcast. Just really to solidify that point that we want to reduce any cause of harm and also be an example of what it means to acknowledge privilege prior to speaking. Thank you so much, Kayla. All right, so let's get into today's episode. We have our special guest, Jasmine. Hello, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? We're doing well. Of course, before we get started, we want to give you a beautiful introduction. So Jasmine Abdul-Karim is with us today, and she is a yogini, realtor, and woman of color advocate. Welcome, Jasmine. So much. Thank you for having me on the show, and I appreciate you're acknowledging the diversity of humans that exist in the world and I I respect that you take your time to say hello we're humans and we acknowledge you and we're here (laughs) thank you Jasmine that was so sweet I love that way of putting it um again we are so excited to have you here um and diving into this podcast and your process of rejecting seeking and changing through your life um we do want to get to know you just a little bit more before we dive into that so is there anything you'd like to share with us about yourself sure absolutely um as you can probably see if you're watching that I'm Muslim. I was born and raised in Orange County, California, in Southern California. I'm 24 years old. I went to university at UC Santa Cruz. I'm currently working as a real estate agent here in Orange County, and I'm loving it. And I also practice yoga. I'm a student of yoga. And as a Muslim, I'm a student of Islam. And yeah, that is me. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, and color as well. Yes, I was invited to attend a woman of color conference uh, when I was at university. And I learned so much about, you know, different women and how we can get together and work on ourselves and work on our communities and how we can become better people and respect each other better. That is so awesome. Well, let's just get right into this. As you know, Jasmine, Just Say No 
focuses on rejecting and seeking and changing. So when was there a time in your life when you had to just say no? Well, I'll be honest with you. Uh, Yoga played a huge role in this just say no, you know, journey of life. Um, When I was attending community college at Santiago Canyon College here in Orange County, um, I I used to see women walk around with like tight yoga pants and with their yoga mats. And they were always walking around so happy and beautiful. And there was a part of me that was really judgmental towards them. Like, who are these ladies thinking that they can go around with their booties out and like with their yoga mats looking good? (laughs) And then there was another of me that was actually really curious like what is this yoga mat it's like a lightsaber or something (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny you know so you know that just say no the rejection first came to me when I noticed that I was judging these women instead of you know seeking or you know like understanding these women you know there was a part of me hate And then the other part of me was like, wait, no, we're not hate. This is not why we're here. We're here to understand. So I took a yoga class. And ever since then, you know, I've been in love with yoga and have been so appreciative of yoga. That's awesome. That is super Mm -hmm. awesome. I love that you kind of like caught yourself there of like, um, maybe maybe this isn't like why are these like yucky feelings kind of coming up like towards other women and like how you know they're going about their way of yoga or you know I'm sure lots of people have like experienced this in so many different ways like it could be just women going to the gym or women doing whatever like kind of almost I don't want to say the word jealousy but maybe like that kind of like ooh, like how do you what (laughs) but I love that you turned it into that opportunity to like be curious and like find out more about yoga so I think that that's really beautiful um yeah tell us a little bit more about like this journey of like seeking and diving deeper into yoga and becoming like a true student and ultimately a yoga teacher as well yeah well you know when I realized that hate was coming up for me for Mm -hmm. people that I knew nothing about you know and I started to seek you know something that was better than hate so that's why you know I started to take yoga classes and you know yoga is definitely a lifelong journey lifelong and it is one of my one of my teachers my first teacher she said I used to email her. I was like, hey, I'm doing yoga every day now, blah, blah, blah. She said that the journey is endless, you know. And I truly believe yoga is an endless journey. Like, like the, the journey of the soul is endless. Absolutely. So, you know, as I started to take classes and as I, as I graduated from community college and I moved up to university, I continued to study yoga And once I graduated from university, I went to Bali, Indonesia. I had the opportunity to do that, thankfully. 
And I learned yoga over there from, you know, people who were actually from India and, you know, just learning the whole philosophy of yoga and meditation and the body and, you know, everything that has to do with yoga. And just, you know, realizing that yoga is definitely so much deeper than what we think it is maybe here in California, you know, like the surface level of yoga is so much deeper. And as I, as I started to study yoga more, I started to kind of realize that Islam, I'm Muslim, you know, Islam has so many parallels with yoga that in my mind, it's like, for me, I'm studying both at the same time. You know, for me, Islam talks about, for example, waking up early in the morning to pray. Yoga has the same exact thing. It's the same idea. Wake up early, give your blessings, you know, like show that you're thankful, you know, and there's also a health benefit to waking up early in the morning. You know, if you study Ayurveda, your body just functions so much better than if you sleep in. And this is something that is fundamental to Islam. It's really, it's like, very important to wake up in the morning and pray so this is me like seeking the truth you know like I'm really trying to yeah I'm just I'm going on the journey back to where I came from which is God you know Mm -hmm. that's what I'm seeking I'm seeking God and to me yoga is a way that I can do it practically how I can apply Islam practically beautiful I think that that's so amazing that you can like have them coincide together because that's just like such a deeper route for you to then like continue your practice and to like get up every day and make sure that you get that in. And I think that that's really cool. I don't really know like a lot about Islam. Um, I know that. So that's super cool. Yeah. I agree. I think it's really beautiful that you're able to find those parallels and then be able to, like Kelly said, I think she said it great, like deepen those roots and something that is important to you. I do have two questions for you just to go a little bit deeper. The first one was I wanted to see what got you from being just a student to like a student of yoga to wanting to actually go to Bali and become like learn deeper and deepen your practice. Because I feel like there's a lot of people that practice yoga all the time, right? But to actually take that step of like, I'm actually going to go and really immerse myself into this and apply those teachings. Because I don't think that it's very often. It wasn't until I did my yoga teacher training that I really learned about the true philosophy and learned that it was more than just. I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know if I ever thought in my head, I'm going to be a yoga teacher, you know, but I definitely found inspiration from my teachers. And I, I think I, yeah, I don't know, since I was a kid, I've always liked to, you know, like teach people how to work out, you know, I used to like, get my family together and be like, do this or do that, you know. So, um, what happened was when I graduated from university or as I was, as I was close to graduating from university, you know, my friend who was really into yoga, who she still is, 
my friend Ellen, she said, you know, let's go to Bali and get our yoga teaching license there. And I thought, why not? You know, why not? Right. <laughs> you know, about to graduate from university. What else am I going to do? <laughs> I went and I'm so thankful I did, you know, because being able to immerse yourself in a study, a dedicated study, I was there for one month and I did a 200 hour teacher intensive training. And it was such a, 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 it was honestly an immersive time because you wake up every day at 5.30 in the morning and you do your nasal cleaning, you do your pranayama, then you do a nice vinyasa, and you have breakfast, and then we would learn about physiology and anatomy, and then we would learn about philosophy and meditation, then we would have lunch, and then we would do our ashtanga practice, and um, after ashtanga, we would have dinner, and then the next day, we would do the same exact thing. And then the next day, the same exact thing. And it was so intense. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's, like, such a rejection of, like, this go, go, go lifestyle that we live. Like, even, like, opposed to, like, being in college. You know, like, yes, it's immersive, but it's it's different. I don't know. Did you feel that way? Like, it's different than, like... Absolutely. It's different because yoga is teaching you how to live at one with the world, not to go against the world. Mm -hmm. Yoga is teaching you are part of nature and you mm -hmm. are coexisting with this nature. <laughs> so work with it, you know, mm -hmm. instead of the way that maybe we live here in, in, you know, the West or, you know, the world we live in, the modern world. It's literally, like you said, go, go, go. And although we were kind of go-go going in our intensive yoga training, but it was different <laughs> because just focusing on ourselves and the body and the knowledge, you know, versus mm -hmm. like thinking, oh God, money. Oh God, what am I gonna have for dinner? Oh God, like what about Billy Joe over there? That you know, like we're just here. That Beautiful. sounds like such a healing process. Like I I wanna go to Bali get my yoga teacher just just to have like the structure of that and just like spend all that time like working on yourself and learning about yourself in this way I think is so like that just seems yeah. so awesome <laughs> I encourage it I encourage it for anybody, everybody and even if someone you know does not want to become a yoga teacher but they just want to be immersed in a yoga experience with mm -hmm. a teacher so dedicating their time to teach you yoga there's so many programs in Bali, programs in India, there's programs, you know, like the Himalayas. You can go anywhere in the world, Thailand, Mexico, even California, I'm sure. There's some nice, beautiful places like where you can take the time for yourself and learn more about yourself as a human and what humans are capable of through a yoga practice. That's awesome. Do you know any like resources that like our listeners could like use to get into programs like that? Like how did you find that program? Yeah, uh, there's websites that you can go and search on Google that shows you all the schools that are programs that are in a country and you can organize it by price, by dates, by place. Cool. Very cool. That's awesome. I love that. 
Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you another question. Um, so you had talked about finding like this really beautiful union between Islam and yoga. Um, was that something that you were practicing prior to going to Bali or prior to like your yoga journey in general? Were you as in depth with your Islam, you know, works and study? Yeah. Well, to be honest, I had very strong intentions of practicing Islam before I went to Bali and during university and everything. And I I would say my soul was not at the place where, you know, where it is today. Definitely not. Mm-hmm. You know, Islam, the word Islam has two meanings. It can either mean peace or it can mean submission, you know. So... When we say peace or submission, the soul, once it realizes its place in the world, the soul will kind of like submit, like it will humble itself to the creator, you know? So it that's a place of peace the soul reaches. And yeah, and you know, before I was not at that, before I was more so like challenging the creator, you know? And which is fine. Everyone has their own journey with the creator. But um, as I went to Bali and as I studied yoga more and I started to find similarities between yoga and Islamic practice, I started to seeing too many similarities, like too many like truths that I'm experiencing myself. And that's when I started to submit myself because I saw through the science of yoga that Islam is totally 100% valid, 1000% valid. And there's a reason why that, you know, in the Quran, you know, the creator instructs us or wishes for us to do like to act a way, you know, it's for our soul. It's for our health, really, the soul, the health of the soul. I love that. So it sounds like your relationship with Islam got deeper as you got deeper into yoga because going through yoga teacher training myself, it it really does expose you in so many ways and like opens you up to explore yourself, which I think is beautiful. And then it sounds like that. Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. And I'm so thankful that, you know, like the journey I went on because there's a thing about religion, which I'm, it's, it's interesting, you know, like in our society, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, screw religion. You know, it's all do this, do that, do that. Why? Why should I do that? Why should I act this mm-hmm. way? You know, I'm thankful in a way. I'm thankful that before I started to do, to, before I started to practice Islam and even before I was doing yoga, I was questioning a lot. You know, I'm thankful that I went through that process of questioning because that is what brought me to where I am today, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, something that I wish for everyone, religious people and non-religious people, is that we just open ourselves to learning. That's it. Just open yourself to, you You notice you're hating something, you, you're feeling a, an ounce of hate towards someone or something or a, a, an idea. Go pursue that idea. Why do I hate this? What do I hate about mm. this? You know, try to understand it. Yeah. Just sit there in the hate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think Beautiful. it's also like a really big thing of like changing your mindset. And I know that like 
this can apply to so many things, but also like when you initially have those feelings of like hate or like judgment, it's so powerful for you to just sit there and be like, actually, we're not going to do that. Like, let's just spread love. Let's spread positivity. And like, I think that it's so like strong that you're able to find that through this. And I think that that's so awesome. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So it seems like you went through this time of like finding a lot of similarity between your religion and the yoga teaching. What was able to keep you like rooted in yourself through that whole process? Well, I'll be honest with you. It's still kind of a journey staying rooted. Um, You know, like as a Muslim woman who practices yoga, you know, there's a lot of judgment that comes from Muslims. They will view yoga as something that is like, you know, overtly... In Arabic, we have a word called haram, which is forbidden, like something that we should avoid. There are Muslims who will say that yoga is haram. It's forbidden because it's like you're shaping your body in a certain way or they think, you know, like you're worshiping like false deities, like false gods sort of thing. And, you know, when I when I started to get closer to Islam, I was questioning yoga. I was like, wait. Is yoga actually, is it, is it cool? Like, is it cool if I do yoga, you know? And if you go online, you'll like, if you type up is, is yoga permitted in Islam, you will find a lot of people saying, no, it's not. It's so bad. Do not do yoga. Then you'll find a lot of people that, yes, do yoga. It's absolutely permitted, you know? And I'll tell you from my experience as a Muslim yogini, Yoga is so helpful <laughs> in an Islamic practice, you know, just like, let's say you do some asanas, some yoga poses before you pray, or let's say you meditate before you pray, you will be at such a centered place when you're praying and you're communicating with the, with the, with God, you know? So, you know, I'm still, I'm still trying to find, I mean, I'm working on it. I'm still trying to find like a center grounding in in yoga islam and everyday life too you know like as a real estate agent i'm working with so many different kinds of people and people will come up to you you know just like my coworkers or even my family they will come up to me and give me their opinion on certain things you know like oh you know you shouldn't wear that or oh you should wear that or oh you know all these things people's opinions you know and it it unsettles me because I respect people and I want to take their opinions seriously so yeah it's maybe it's just because I'm a 24 year old woman and I'm still young (laughs) (laughs) the journey (laughs) yes yeah 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 but we keep going Yeah, that's awesome. I had a question about what is like your what's like one of your like biggest practices in Islam that also like you see through yoga? I would say the biggest thing is something called taqwa or God consciousness. Um, In Arabic, it's called taqwa. And in yoga, I forget what it is in Sanskrit. I have dreams to study Sanskrit, 
And I also need to study Arabic as well. <laughs> but um, taqwa is God consciousness, you know, and yoga has, there's so many books from coming from like, I think swamis. I don't know who these swamis are, but a lot of swamis that are talking about God consciousness and how important it is to just talk about God. You know, just keep mentioning God, keep mentioning the fact that you came from somewhere. We didn't come from nothing. And yeah. even if you want to came from nothing nothing is something we came from something you know so you know yeah just god consciousness you know just accepting the fact that we are a creation and you know maybe like we can we have a relationship with the creator and it's good to be conscious of that relationship I have found um, like lots on my yoga journey too. Um, I went through a place where I was Christian for a long time. That's how I was brought up. And then when I went into college, I kind of really like stepped away from it and wasn't really a part of it. I just decided not to be and had walked away and it didn't really bother me. I was just kind of like, oh, it's just not something that I really do anymore. And I got really into like law of attraction and universe and whatnot. And so that's what I say, like, is my new religion, whatever you want to call that, the law of attraction or um, and so it's kind of my way. But I I really like um, I see parallels too with you, Jasmine, of like, you know, the universe, the creator, God, like whatever you want to call it, um, just being able to like have that connection, which is like really beautiful to whatever if it's faith, if it's fate, if it's whatever you again. I feel like there's so many different ways that you can pull it. And what's really beautiful totally. is that you get to apply it to yourself and your journey. And one thing that I also really loved hearing you say, too, is like, it's okay to question things. And it's okay to explore these things that like might feel uncomfortable or might not be sitting right with you on your journey with religion or self exploration or whatever it may be. Like you have the power to like explore these things and get to know them deeper. And there's nothing wrong with that. And if anything, if maybe it doesn't feel right right away, um, and like your religion is super, you know, important and your family or culture, like, if anything, it it could just deepen your relationship with your god or with your whatever your situation is right which i think is really beautiful and i think you're a great example of that of like what that has come about too like you decided to explore deeper and look at you now um and i think that that's really really admirable so absolutely thank you so much <laughs> yeah i think it's so it's it's exciting and like you said it is a journey and like it it is never ending as much as I, you know, some of us wish that it there would be just this clear finish line. Um, but I think that's also the beauty of it, too. Like we get to go through this and we get to experiment and love and find joy and cry and all of these things through it as we do as humans, um, which is just just beautiful. It's it's what allows us to be thankful and grateful along the way. So. I have another question for you as I'm just firing at you here. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, what do you feel like has been like the biggest outcome or change that um, you've seen within yourself? Oh, my God. <laughs> the heavy hitter question. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Huge changes, man. Huge changes. Like amazing change like I'm just thankful mm. thankful and feeling peaceful honestly mm. just 
calm, like <laughs> feeling fine. That is the biggest thing for me. I used to be very, very like anxious or always caring about like trying to fit in, always caring about, you know, like just silly things in a way. And nowadays I'm just so much more calm. Nowadays, like I'm seeing people differently. Like now, for example, in Arabic, we say assalamu alaikum as a greeting, which means peace be upon you. So, and to me, it's very similar to namaste. I honor your soul, you know. So whenever I say assalamu alaikum these days or hello to anybody, I'm making it a point. Like I just, I'm, I'm meeting a soul. This is a soul I'm interacting with, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm, if I say hello in English, I'm still sending out peace. That's my, that's my, that's what I do. <laughs> you know, that's why I'm here. So yeah, it's just feeling so much more peaceful. And definitely like, I don't want to like make it seem like I'm perfect or anything because, you know, anxiety always creeps up, always creeps up. But it's just always reminding myself that everything's fine. Everything's mm -hmm. fine. Everything's even if it doesn't feel okay, just go into that safe zone. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or even, like, you talked earlier about, like, finding that place of, like, surrender, too, with, like, Islam, right? Like, being able to just, like, surrender to what is happening around you and being, like, okay, I'm letting it go. I'm letting mm -hmm. it be. I'm going to mm -hmm. take myself gonna the world the universe god whatever is gonna take me to where i'm supposed to be like i surrender to this what what can i do you know and i think that that wow yeah wow it's mm -hmm. amazing mm -hmm. we're we're in the hands of the mm -hmm. creator the hands of the universe we're just like little babies yeah. thingies here and then you know we're just being embraced like how do we want to view it you know, do we want to view it from a place of like, oh, I don't have enough of this, everything sucks, blah, 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 or do you want to view it as like, honestly, I'm good, you know, everything's fine, I'm still breathing, I'm still talking with the, the universe or God, however you want to say, I'm still talking with the creator, I still have a relationship, I know this body is not going to be here forever, but I know my soul is, so I'm just going to work on this and the God, and my God, you know, <laughs> my creator. <laughs> Absolutely. That's so powerful. So what would you like for our listeners to gain from this, from this information? Honestly, I would like for them to, you know, be open to seeing the connections between, you know, things that you may not think have a connection, you know. Um, I would like for them to be open-minded to what seems strange, you know, what seems odd. Um, of course, do not judge, like seek to understand rather than judge. And I would honestly, I'm just gonna, I would love it if everyone would read the Quran just to learn what it says. Totally. You know, I was thinking the other day, like there's at least 1 billion Muslims on the earth so there's at least one billion people who, who, you know, say that the Quran is like a good book. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. 
like read it, you know, and yeah. I started to read the Bible. And as a Muslim woman, I have a duty to read the Bible and to understand what the Bible says. And I just started to read it. And I'm learning so much. It's blowing my mind. <laughs> blowing my mind. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, just be open-minded. Be willing to observe. You know, take it slow. Yeah. 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 Take your time with it and really digest it. I think that's great. I love that call to action. Me too. I think that that's, awesome. that's amazing. I feel like I want to read no, it no, after. Yeah, I'm like, after I gotta hearing go read it everything now. that you're like preaching about this, I just like, I feel like such a pull now. <laughs> so who knows? Yeah. No, I think that this is great. <laughs> totally. Well, do you have any like additional resources or um, anything that you wanted to share with anyone or like anything like that? Um, well, if anyone is interested in the relationship between Islam and yoga, if you just do a Google search, Islam and yoga, there's a lot of people who are thinking of this and it's not just me. <laughs> and, um, yeah, like, yeah, there's cool. so much to learn. It's beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. We'll have to share some links in the description below yeah. too for places for people to look as well. Um, because I know Kelly and I are gonna want to dive deeper into this as yeah. well. We'll also add some links down below for programs to get involved in like yoga journeys. So those will be in the description of this episode. Yes, Definitely. awesome. Yeah. Yay! Oh my gosh, this was so good. Thank you, Jasmine. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you, Kelly. Of course. Thank you great. so much for being here. I feel like I never really have like learned about Islam or like Muslim at all. And so I think that this is just really awesome. And I think that what you're like sitting here to just be like, I'm bringing peace. And I think that that is just like something that you live by is just like so beautiful. And like, thank you. Thank you for bringing peace here and like showing up as you are and like letting us learn from you. This was awesome. Thank you yes. so much. Of course. Awesome. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you. It really, it is really, it is. And we always like to, with each episode, to enforce that this is a safe space. And as we're going through and as, you know, Kelly and I are learning, Jasmine's learning, like we said, we're all on this journey to constantly give ourselves grace and really allow ourselves the space to be present with these conversations surrounding change, surrounding learning, surrounding like seeking different views, all of us just giving ourselves that grace and that ability to be present. It is so huge. Um, and we also want to encourage you guys that if you just finished listening to this, give yourself that time to reflect, to journal, to check out the resources that we have. Um, that's why we do this, right? We, we want you to give yourself that time and explore to seek out. All right. Remember, you can find this pod on any podcast streaming service. Our episodes come out on the first and third Friday of every month. Thanks for listening. And in case you didn't catch it, just, just say, say no. no. <laughs> Woo, we <Yay>! did it. <laughs>